Hi, I'm Kate. And I'm Mandy. And this is Love Sober. The podcast for the sober and sober curious. Hi, and welcome back to Love Sober, the podcast for the sober and the sober curious. And this is episode 36. And today we are going to be talking about a a topic which we have some experience about. And it's it's one of those, it feels like it's a little bit uh, contentious in lots of areas. It's one of those tricky ones. And it's the, the subject of relapse or lapse or blip or slip, etc, etc. So it's like that. We've already kind of highlighted that it's a bit of a weird one because actually there's lots of words and people feel quite strongly about the language attached to them. So, but for um, the sake of simplicity, what we're going to call it? Going back to drinking. When you make a decision to to go back to drinking and, you know, our own experiences of it. Um, I'm just trying to unpick it a bit, you know, the process and maybe find any sort of tips and tools that we've found. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so but before we do we'll check in. So hi Mandy, how are you? Um a bit tired. Yeah. I attempted to sleep in a in a cupboard last night. Um it's not actually a cupboard, but we have we have like a a back uh room which has got no windows, but um basically there was a massive, massive storm and it was like um because we live in a apartment building and when there's really high winds that because all the doors aren't kind of um, airtight, it will whistle, like really loudly whistle. And then we're on the front, so my... And we've got, like, um, you know, glass... What are they called? Double doors um, in our room. And it was just so loud. So, I don't know, I tried to sleep for a while, and then probably about one, I thought, oh, I'll go and get the spare mattress and I'll put it, like, uh, in the cupboard didn't really fit so I was kind of like on an angle um and then I was like in the end I sort of dragged it into my son's room which is not on the seafront so behind and um and I uh I took a sleeping tablet and and passed out about four in the morning um and he woke up this morning just like really confused because I was on the on the floor in his room sort of huddled up um but anyway so um yeah I'm all right <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you, oh, Kate? You. Oh, well, I'm really tired <laughs> as well. But for um, different, oh, it just feels like the sword of Damocles is about to fall because, um, uh, mm. you know, I've got stuff still going on with with um, son and school. I I don't really want to, you know, I'm cautious of of talking about because it's yeah it's family when I go family I feel like I'm Peggy Mitchell you know like it's all about the family um but it does make me feel about yeah. a bit peg and protective obviously yeah. which is entirely right yeah fair enough but but yeah was, um, I've got that going on yeah we're starting to talk about resilience aren't we and it's going to be a topic mm. when we're kind of like deeper into our thoughts about it but yeah. um I've started reading this book about sort of uh, trauma resilience and um he really at the beginning of the book talks about humor and about how important being able to you know that it shows a sign of resilience basically mm. that that we will look at subjects and be able to laugh rather than looking at at the raw deep mm. darkness so i thought i'd throw that in you oh, know thank we, you 
So actually, all of my completely inappropriate jokes are a sign of yeah, resilience. It's, it's, it means you're a, a, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a radical kind of warrior. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thanks. No, that makes me feel better. So, um, so yeah. So let's unpick this. Yeah. Uh, it is. It feels very. Um, I think because of our own experiences on this subject as well, that it feels very. Um, uh, fragile, a fragile mm. topic, but it's important to talk about it. So I think the the best way is to talk about it from our own experiences, um, starting with the language. You know, mm. like um, what do you call it? What have you called it? Um, how does that all kind of? What does it mean to you? You know. Um, mm. So I guess I'll start. I mean, I kind of, you know, I I call a a blip, I guess, is when I was kind of sort of mind mapping the words. For me, that's kind of, you know, in the in the early days or kind of like early establishment of sobriety where I tested the water very, I dipped my toe in the water very quickly and then regretted it. Mm. So I was, you know, in a period of active learning. So like, you know, within the period, I guess, when I first uh, wanted actively to stop drinking, uh, you know, which was in the December of 2013, if I remember rightly, uh, up until when I I started doing my year. So there was about a three-month period where I'd do about two weeks and then I'd, like, have a blip, like I'd have a glass of wine or have an evening, and then straight away I'd be back on the forum going, I don't know what that was about, like... I didn't want it. It didn't feel good. You know, so that, that's for me, that's kind of a blip. And like people quite often will be like, does that mean I have to start counting again? Does that mean like I'm at day one again? Mm. And I guess we'll talk about that later, mm. but, um, that's and, and you, what's categorized is that that's interesting to me. Cause what, what I hear when you talk about that is there's a, there's a very almost like a low level awareness of what the triggers are if, if it's like well I don't actually know why I did it and it wasn't really nice and I feel stupid you hear a lot of language like that so there's obviously yeah there's not a lot of awareness around the behavior and what what is triggering at that point I don't know that's yeah 100 percent. Mm. and I think people are very very hard on themselves in that and it can be a real sort of barrier to carry on and um and we've certainly had people that have come to us and said you know thank you thank you for talking about you know the journey and and going backwards and forth because I thought I'd failed yeah and now I understand that this it's part of the learning process um I think I mean I don't know is it what for a blip how do you see that or well, categorise I mean, it that or do makes, you... That makes sense to me. I, I mean, I hate the word blip and I I, I suppose maybe I'd call it a slip. <laughs> but I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, I when I, I... I don't know if it's the right time to sort of bring it up, but when I was doing my... So I, when I found Sobristas and I was like, okay, I'd gone back and forward, back and forward, back and forward, trying to moderate, moderate, moderate for years. So I'd lo- lots of attempts. But my my proper first attempt, I found Sobristas. I stopped drinking and I didn't drink for a year, over a year. So, and I could not read anything about blips or slips or relapses or anything. I just 
couldn't allow that conversation I couldn't allow that possibility I had to shut the door on it there was no compassion there was no self-compassion there was no discussion for me it was just a mentally slammed door because that's what I had a mental battle on my hands and that's what I had to do so Mm. for me I almost like bypassed that whole conversation but for me, with the way you're yeah, talking about you, it, makes yeah. sense to me. Like the blip is like I think early it depends and, where you, because mm. because now, I mean, obviously, I had that. You know, I think there's the before you make contact with other people and your own, you know, mm. battle within yourself on your own. I think that there's that because once, you know, obviously, I tried to stop drinking like hundreds of times before I actually found soberistas so Mm. that there was no accountability there that was just me having conversations and perhaps my husband going rolling his eyes and going "Mm -hmm, okay we'll see on Friday night you know sort of we've heard this one before but then I guess once you've you've made yourself to a certain extent accountable accountable with Mm. others and you've talked about it you've raised the stakes slightly so then you know you're you're coming back from that and going oh gosh and you know there is a certain amount of um which is why sober forums are so brilliant uh those early days there's a certain Mm. amount of support you know there's just like it's okay get back on the horse Mm. you know this is learning you're getting there um and i think why we we are quite sort of tentative with this subject is that Yes, for some people, they they need to just sort of blinker it and, and not have any conversation about mm. it. But I guess at the same time, you want people to know that if they do slip up, then mm. they're still supported and they're still 100%. valid. And, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, um, and I'll talk relapse? about, I mean, and I'll you... talk about like then what happened, because then obviously I went back to drinking after a year and then the conversation for me needed to entirely change I couldn't look I just couldn't obviously then I needed compassion I needed self-compassion I needed an awareness I needed a conversation rather than la 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 I'm not I'm not even gonna even like this is not a possibility it was like it's not just a possibility it's just happened (laughs) oh god and that was entirely different but um but sorry going back to what you said what what did you say no no I was just you know um if if you look at a relapse the term oh, yes. of relapse yes. again it's another it's another term that you don't um, like have I got a problem um, with like word am I just very difficult with words or no I think you uh you have a uh an informed emotive mm. response to words Ooh, I don't you. like the word I don't I don't like the word relapse either. It doesn't you know. seem to I, sum it up somehow. It, it 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 seems to belong to the medical disease model and not just with sort you know in the traditional addiction recovery models which for so many years I still do think uh for for quite a lot of people don't don't resonate so they are off putting. Yeah. And were male, you know there's a gender thing. Uh, there's a lot of male scientific language that doesn't seem to reflect the embodied whole experience and relapse feels like one of those words yeah i think um yeah i think it's it's um it doesn't take into consideration the gray area for sure you know i think perhaps um for me a relapse like, I don't think I ever relapsed, even though I went back to drinking 
lots of times mm. because I never went back to the state that I was in when I first quit. Mm. You know, for me, I think a, a relapse would be returning to the same level of um, dependence you know that you were in the and I think it happened like I do think there are people that mm. that relapse where it's literally yeah. you know going from like uh I from not not drinking being alcohol free to you know yeah. full-on drinking as they were before yeah so I think that yeah. there, there's something that's a different conversation and that's when you're talking about like you know hardcore addiction that needs medical intervention yes you know i agree can we um, just say and just because if people are just listening to this for the first time can you just talk about what the gray area is it's not a gray area in terms of i can drink it's uh, earlier on in the spectrum yeah i mean yeah. i think just so the, the yeah the 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 conversation or the the language that is being used now isn't alcoholism and alcoholic. Um, that's like a an, an an old term that's still used in sober communities, but it's not actually used by medical professions. So the the term that's now used is alcohol use disorder. So it, and you know, using alcohol in a disordered way yeah. could be. Uh, very very extreme could be drinking in every day in the morning uh, all day could be you know rock bottom as we like to say where everything is going wrong in your life and it's completely out of control mm. but disordered use could be binge drinking you know so it could be periods of abstinence and periods of uh, heavy yeah. drinking it could be it's not really about how much you're drinking or when you're drinking or it's about how it makes you feel and about yeah. how um, it's affecting your life. So that that grey area is talking about you're not just a normal drinker or, yeah. you know, an alcoholic. It's it's much more nuanced than that. Yeah. And you need to take it for your own experience. And I think that's part of this conversation is like, mm. well, this is about me mm. and about what happened to me. Um, because what happened to me is I, I describe it as like going deaf, you know, mm -hmm. it's like I get to a point, uh, and I do think there's huge areas of sort of personal development and, and self-care as with you that weren't in place, mm. but I would, something would switch in my brain and I'd go deaf. Like I just disassociate from sober communities. I'd, you know, delete my accounts well I actually never deleted my soberistas mm. account but I just wouldn't use it um and I would yeah I would put my mm. blinkers on you know because I'd had a drink so I was back in that that environment so to justify having a drink I made alcohol acceptable again in my head mm. you know and I wasn't you know, I as we've talked about before, that every time there was something that had clicked and something that had changed, mm. whether it was my mental health or whether it was my understanding of trauma, whether it was self-development and finding other things to do or community or whatever, but every single time um, something shifted in me. Um, and it was a bit more learning. To... Yeah. Um I mean, don't get me wrong, I'd much prefer to be, like, six years sober now, like, 100%. But I, at the same time, I think um, 
self-compassion is vital to long-term sobriety. Yeah. So if I keep beating myself up about that, mm. I'm not going to be able to have a happy sober life. So mm. I have to let that, that go. Um, and I have to see it as all part of, mm. you know, the learning, however sort of frustrated I I was. I'm not anymore because I've got, you know, I'm nearly two years now or whatever. So it feels, it feels good long enough now, to, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I think there's that thing with the, with the day counting, isn't it? That's such, oh, it's like you either feel like a winner or a loser somehow with it, don't you? Mm. And that's the problem with it. Uh, oh. So if it's, if it can motivate you, but then there's the doubt, which is one day at a time, which kind of is so important of just, that's where we're at. That's in a bigger, wider life, mm. like human sense, that that's what we've got to deal with. And with sobriety, that's yeah. what we've got to deal with. But that then we've got that, okay, motivational carrot of, well, I'm going to get to 100. I'm going to. So it's almost like our brains are operating on two different, like, processes almost. Do you know what I mean? There's mm. a bit of a conflict, a conflict there. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I certainly had to, uh, you know, I struggled with that because, you know, when you've done over a year, mm. you've got experience. Like it was like, I didn't have to mm. sort of, you know, it was a mind flip. And once the mind flip was there, you know, I was back. Like I was, it was relatively easy to sort of stop again. Once, I mean, the hard work was yeah. getting your mind to that place where you, yeah. you, you didn't see alcohol as something to be treasured. You saw alcohol as something that was mm. doing you harm. And as soon as I could flip that and go and reject it yeah. and go, actually, no, like that stuff is, is not serving me. Mm. Then it was relatively easy because I'd done it before. Yeah. But it was that sort of sustaining it. Yeah. And, um, and that's also the learning kind of coming as well. I yeah. mean, I, I, I mean, if I if I talk about, you know, what happened to me, because I, I think that I when I talk about relapses or lapses, say, so I, you know, we talk about the fact that, well, what what might trigger something like that? And we were sort of kind of identify, I think it was identified a long time to or suggested that people need to play it back a little bit. And and the the the. The, the thought patterns would be there'd be seeds a while back and maybe it was two weeks later that you kind of had that first drink or and actually mm. to try and pin, pinpoint what it was and I know for me after that first year I don't feel like I relapsed to the point of like you said that kind of where I had been with alcohol but what had lapsed was well-being and I'd started, you know, all the old, I talk about the old bad habits creeping back in, you know, not pacing, cr racing through each day, putting too much pressure on myself, being impatient, taking on too much, like none of the self-care was in place. Mm. And so then what ensued was me kind of having this kind of scientific experiment where I'd go, oh, well, if I change the variable about this, if I just, you know, and this is that, it was almost back to kind of that it was like me going, well, can I moderate again? Having done all this with this knowledge and then finding out, oh, shit, no, that doesn't work. And then, oh, what about if I actually feel quite calm and only have a shandy? Does that work? 
actually that's bollocks that doesn't that doesn't even that doesn't work that doesn't make me happy so there was this kind of but but what was really really glaringly obvious that 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 it was just the hardest bit i think so far was those were those was that bit of that demoralizing sort of kind of oh god no and and like how many times do i want to i remember someone saying how many times do you want to stick your hand in that bush full of bees expecting not to get stung and it was like yeah okay but the self-care toolkit wasn't there there was also a bit of cognitive dissonance and i will talk about that because i think we touched on this when we did our silly quiz when we were like what was the 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 greek philosopher or whoever it was who annoyed kate and i had this long-standing belief that somehow not drinking alcohol was extreme and I had been told yeah. in CBT a while ago when I, because I was struggling with underlying mental health issues of anxiety. Um, I had been told that a way to not be anxious was to not be extreme, and I saw drinking as extreme. So I had a cognitive dissonance about what what would make me feel better. And I remember just that, just blowing that out of the water just before I stopped for the final time, and and. Um, yeah, so that that was like that was huge, um, and the other thing that was really huge was finding self compassion within that. So, I mean, you know, that it is just such a difficult and personal kind of journey, isn't it? I suppose. Well, well, I think um, you know that that comes back to because I was reading William Porter again this morning, and and you know the fade effect, fading effect bias, you know, and I. I think that really needs to be remembered is, you mm. know, as, as further away you get from something, the smaller it seems, yeah. you know? And so like, because it is that sort of question of why do you, why do you test the water? Why do you go back? Because mm. you're, you know, it's, it's, I mean, it was, I was going to say it was, it was not easy at all to stop drinking, but, the reason is so prominent in your mind. There's an element of kind of willpower and just the, the like, I'm going to do this and that kind of. Mm-hmm. And then when you get further away well, it's the from push the problem, factor, isn't it? It's the push factor. Yeah. The, that's motivation. So what is motivating that, that I've got, I just want to change. This is awful. And as you forget it, then the push factor becomes mm. minimised so you've got to have a really big pull factor at that point. Yeah, and I do, you know, um, I'm trying to find it because I was reading, um, I sound like I'm being all like student-like, but it's just because I couldn't get out of bed this morning. But um, I was reading a bit of Tara Moore as well, and she was talking about um, dysfunctional eating. I don't know if that's a very nice way to put it. but um, Disordered? Disor- disordered mm. eating, um, mm. which was something that she struggled with. Um and she was talking about uh, willpower and how, you know, what if you are, if what if we ask the question that sort of willpower doesn't exist, um, and all there is is um, being kind to yourself and making good choices mm. that um, that benefit you, you know. Love and that. she was sort of saying about exercise, you know, she has a you see you we view people as very self-disciplined like wow she's so so she's got so much willpower Mm. and it's like you know she her argument is it's it's not that it's it's making choices uh not out of shame and not out of 
um, fear, mm. but making choices out of love. Yeah. And, um, you know, so she was saying a friend of hers runs marathons uh, and another one of her friends, you know, drags herself around the park mm. every, every week and does marathons. But, you know, and you'd look at them both from a distance, go, wow, they're so self-disciplined. Mm. But one is, um, is not sustainable because mm. it's based on, I'm, you know, I need to lose weight. I must do this. I have mm. to do this. This must change. And one's because I love running, like I love running marathons, you know? So, um, I think that feeds in massively to, to, to this too, you know? Yeah. Like, I do. Um, but the, and you know, that's, on. that's that kind of that, what we talk about. Well, what is it that does it for you, you know, and, and for me, the kind of the self care and the self compassion and learning how to live kindly, um, was, was massive. And so, yeah, you could say, you know, I always say that I'm, I'm a bit juries out about my first year of sobriety because I think I needed to attack it mentally because I actually think I was mentally very addicted to alcohol. Like I wasn't mm. drinking all the time, but I was, all roads in my head lead, led to it. It was becoming obsessional. Yeah. So those just bonds had to be broken and that was just day in, day out. And I couldn't look at any self-care at that point. But then, you know, I couldn't afford any holistic recovery treatment. Maybe if I had been able to, we could have put all that together in one package. I don't know. I, it wasn't yeah, my journey. Sure. I couldn't afford it. So I would just thank God that Sobristas existed and I got like this kind of peer mentoring kind of approach. But yeah. I definitely know that my journey after that point was the self-care. It was learning to live with self-care and self-love and self-compassion. 100% I cannot tell you. And it began with external sober treats and it led me through a journey to self-compassion, which for me was very, very deep work. And mm. and the uh, being able to accompany my sh myself through all I can say is the darkest, deepest valleys of shame where I'd never wanted to shed any light and where little me hid. And I once I'd found that, it would have looked the same. Like you could say, all oh, right, so you're not drinking then and you're not drinking then. But like you said with Tara Moore, it felt entirely different and it was about a different conversation. So... Um, so yeah, that really resonates with me. And I, and I think this is one point that I'd pull out from that is if that you have, whatever you call it, relapse blips, it's like, don't stop looking and what ask you, or maybe the question to ask is what am I really craving again? What is it that I need? What am I craving? Yeah. Like, like, and, and who do I need? What do I need? And, and not who do I need, but you know, like, is it support that I need? Is it forgiveness that I need? Like, there'll be something, there'll be some need there that we always go to with alcohol somehow, or it was with me. So, so to ask those Yeah, and um, questions I'm trying to find things. the, I should have prepared this better, but, mm. um, you know, it, so much of that was about me and that shame cycle of, um, and I, I guess it was like, I, I, it comes back to boundaries too, you know, boundaries of, um, of people pleasing or boundaries of, um, Massively. of searching, of searching for, for love or searching for, um, approval from others rather than looking inside mm -hmm. at myself. And so, you know, what happened, I get, you know, with, for me with Soberistas is that because I, 
left, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd go silent. Like I'd just mm. disconnect for about three months. And then I'd come back and I'd be like, me again. You know, it was kind of, there was an element of testing, like, like how far can I push these people before they reject me? You know, essentially. And, and there felt like a, uh, something, you know, I've only just really connected with that now, but something quite, um, self-harming in that you know mm. it's just like right you know can I go back here again and are they gonna like um welcome me or are they gonna say no you've pushed us too far now you know um and they never did and I think that's one something that is so so important to mm. stress to people like I will never you know I, I I very rarely ask people that contact me and very rarely contact people and ask them about their sobriety. Like, you know, friends who are trying to quit or friends that have talked to me or people that contact me on Instagram, I've, I don't follow up. Like, I'll follow up to say, hi, how are you? But I won't follow up, like, on your sobriety. Like, how are you doing? Have you drank? You know, because there's so much sort of shame and um, pressure there, I think, mm. that... I don't want you not to be able to come back and say, oh, like I fucked up, but I, I want to try again. You know, I like that that sense of burning bridges or something that I have some expectation from you. Mm. Um, and I think that's what's so important for people to know is like, oh, we'll, we'll always be open yeah. to, yeah. you know, to talking and I think like, that you, you don't time. know from you don't you don't know what that person's learning is too. You can't yeah. assume that you know how it is for that person, and I and I do, you know, from for, I think that 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 base level of respect is very very important. And I know that when you know we were talking earlier that when I came back, I had an unfortunate experience, which I think is probably important to talk about as well. In that I had yeah. I had bullying on on a sober forum, and it can happen. And I was told that what I thought didn't matter because I was very new in my recovery and that was after I'd been you know had a year sober but I'd gone back and it was used as a cuss really it was just someone saying I'm sharp because they didn't like me and that that can happen and there was also um so the day count was used as a bit of a shaming tool and one I think one of the biggest things I think so so but the majority of people are we look, we've all struggled. There's none of us that are invulnerable to it. And we don't yeah. know. We get a snapshot of what people choose to tell us on forums. And we don't know what that journey is for somebody else. And it's not one size fits all. And I think that there's a huge amount of empathy and support. Uh, um, and that is really important, like you said, of keeping... That's one thing that's brilliant about soap forms is just that that door being open just to go. It it doesn't matter. It's like you, I don't know you. I don't know what your last week was like. But the fact that you yeah. wanna, you this is not working for you, and you wanna talk about it. That's that's you're there. You're doing it. You're walking it every every day, and keep trying because then someone something will stick and you'll feel better. You mm. know. Uh, and I really, really do. And that's a really different conversation from my conversation in the first year when I was fingers in my ear going, I can't go with this. But that's fair enough. You know, I couldn't. That was my way of getting through. And that was valid. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, so, 
Yeah, I think that's, and you know, the the great thing now, I mean, that's why I switched to, I mean, it was a, it wasn't anything to do with that forum. It was to do with me and how I felt. Mm. Um, but that's why I switched to, you know, Instagram because I needed, I needed a fresh start like it. And mm. the thing that's great now is there's so many different avenues that you can go, mm. you know, even though like certainly with us, like you will always, always be welcome. Like no matter how many months have gone past when mm. you haven't said a word, like we'll, you'll always be welcome mm. if you, you're kind and compassionate and, 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 want to stop drinking you know um but if it feels like you you've lost your i don't know something feels not right then there's somewhere else you can go you know don't don't stop being curious isn't it don't stop trying knocking on doors and isolation is is um you know it's it's a dangerous it's a dangerous uh place and I you know know what I was thinking about as well like you know because I've I I think that there's 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 a couple of conversations with all that as well with the relapse blip slip whatever that so from you know I was saying before from a I from a coaching perspective you, you know you start with the assumption that a client is whole and well and resourceful Mm. And where I was sort of saying that there's sort of from a recovery point of view, I've been reading a bit about it and realizing that um, it was saying that even, you know, after a couple of decades of drinking at the weekend, your brain chemistry actually looks different. Mm. So there's, there's, there is that sort of recovery element. And then with that, I mean, like who hasn't then got, problems in their lives or problems emotionally that they don't have to recover from or tweak you know because if you've been doing that you've not been dealing with something I think well for Mm. me I'll talk about my perspective so there's those two things that run parallel for me but in that there is respect there is still that we are whole human beings we have a certain amount of recovery to do but we are still resourceful and we're still our own expert and therefore, you know, when we're talking about this very difficult subject, to know that, to have that level of respect in that and to do away with the shame, like, yeah, like, let's get rid 100%. of that, that shame, which for some reason we all seem to feel like it's so there, isn't it? You just feel so shit. Mm. And then is that 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 per- pervades the wider culture of, well, then you can use that. Yeah, well, maybe use that to spur you on, but then realise that. Within that, there has to be love. There has to be that nurture, that kind of like that motivation for change. Then has to to have a, have a baseline of respect and love for yourself with it. I ouch! I'm hurting. Yeah. I think that's what happened to me the last time. Actually, rather than I failed, I'm sheer. I did the Tara Brack meditation because people kept recommending it to me on YouTube. We'll link it. I go on about it all the time. And in that moment, because there was a connection made through following the process of RAIN, recognise, allow, investigate, nurture, I felt a connection and it shifted it for me from I fucked up, I've done something stupid, I've failed again to ow, that that hurts me so much and I don't want to hurt me anymore. Like there was a flip and there was a connection. And there has to be yeah. that that sense of being held, doesn't there? Like we all need to be held, 
as we're stumbling, yeah. you know, and then helped up. So at, at some, I don't know where I'm going. I've ended up going off the off the thing, but that's yeah, how. Yeah, no, but I think um, I feel it needs to be approached. Yeah. You know, we need to remember that for yeah, ourselves. We can something um, that needs to be approached with compassion for yeah, sure. Yeah, know. and we can often do it's, that for uh, other people, but not for ourselves as well. So it's that yeah. self compassion, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's the. The fear, you know, I think why this is a conversation that feels delicate is the fear that something that might be said, you know, might enable someone to keep drinking or to drink again, mm. you know. Um, and I hated my periods of moderation, you know, and I... I did. You know, would never want anyone to go through that you know so um but yeah again it's that self-compassion you know and it's um it is what it is and the, the most important thing is is forgiving yourself you know and, and living without shame so um i just read i found a nice little tara morbid she mm. says i've come to know in my own life and in the lives of the women i work with that where we think we need more self-discipline, we usually need more self-love. Not just self-love as an attitude, but self-love manifested through the routines and rituals that we set up to enable the changes we desire to happen naturally and with ease. Yeah, so your daily says, routines and your self-care. Yeah, she says, yeah. Uh, ways to let it be easy. Um, mm. Set gift goals, not should goals. <laughs> I love that. Love that. Oops. <laughs> so I do. Find <laughs> champions and sources of accountability. Yeah. Yeah. Create a plan based on your unique strengths and resources. Mm -hmm. Compassionately investigate when you get stuck. So yeah, yeah it's, you know, it's, that's it, lovely. It's it's look. Yeah, and that's really interesting that because um, <laughs> I had. Still haven't finished this book, so it's right at the end of the book. So I'm glad I, mm. I got that far today. But um, yeah, and I think um, I think it's when alcohol um, becomes more important than you, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. That things get tricky, and it's like when you put you first, then you don't want alcohol. Like, mm. there's no way I do that to myself now. Mm. It's like, I was talking to someone yesterday who's got a lot of stress and her thing is, is smoking. She said, I gave up smoking for seven years, but like I, I, I've started smoking again. Shh, don't tell my son. Mm. Um, but like, I need, I need a, I need a treat. That's what she said. Mm. So I'm doing that and, reward thing. Isn't you it? Know, and, it's, and, but, and also, and I do think, I think that that's right, but I do think that, in the early days well again i'll speak from my experience i couldn't deal with the thought of treats or it, it was too confusing there was too much that i just simply needed to rinse and repeat every day and get yeah. through and and break the bonds and cut the ties with my daily routine of, of yeah of alcohol being constantly on my mind and and all the those triggers that would fly up at me and it was just that basic, I think, you know, so I think the st you know, there, are yeah. there are stages to it. 
and I think again, you know, yeah, like that, that's that again, you know, like. Sorry, go on. No, I just, you know, I, I have friends that have, um, you know, gone back to drinking after years and years and yeah, years. Right. You know, so um, I don't think it's. I don't think you're ever one hundred percent vulnerable invulnerable to it you know and that's why it's still daily work and yeah it's, but it's not it's not hard work. graft it's not like you know someone it, it, said on our in our group didn't they they said you know oh, I didn't realize it's just clicked like after yeah. five years of trying and backwards and forwards it's just like actually this is work of self-discovery and this is work mm. of, of I'm recovering me yeah you know and yeah. that's beautiful yeah. and that's exciting and I was like yes God, I need to cheer that today. Like, yeah, because yeah. that's what it is, and it's you know, and it never, it doesn't have to stop. Like you, mm. you can still keep reading books and and going to new places and meeting new people and making new connections. Like none of that has to stop, and that's what keeps mm. you sober. You know, mm. having those little clicks and finding that new thing and just filling yourself up. Well, you, you know, know, I was talking to um, I had a bit of counselling this morning. And I was talking about um, just the fact that I was just suddenly a little bit worried this morning. And mm. it's because we were looking at this and we're, I was making notes about all of this. And, and I was thinking about that thing about things happening and then building up and building up and then, you know, ending up in a, in, in a relapse. And I was just like... Oh God, I hope that's not happening to me right now, you know, because I've got so, you know, mm. daily, daily, daily stress and daily resilience work. Um, and just, uh, anyway, and I, anyway, I was speaking to my counsellor about it and she was just sort of saying, you know, well, we're all invulnerable. You know, we're yeah. not, we're not invulnerable. Uh, sorry, we're not in, we're all vulnerable. And that's where the daily, yeah, the daily wellness, the daily routines, the daily practices sort of mm. come in. And, you know, just that awareness. So I think that's the other side of it because, yeah, I mean, like for those people who it happens to or that make that decisions years and years and years down the line, that scares the bejesus out of me. It really does. It's such a like, oh, you know, that would be, that would be shit, wouldn't it? Um, yeah. So I don't, I don't know. Is that... We won't do that, dude. But if we do, we'll have self compassion and self love, mm. and then we'll pick ourselves off the floor yeah. and we'll have do it again as well. So. Yeah. Yeah. So. I don't right, know if well, there's anything else to say at this point. I feel like we've just kind of... I don't feel like it's one of those topics that you can have bullet points and just go, oh, well, but da 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 It's... We're in it, aren't we? We're, like, we're right in the middle. We're in it. We live it. We're living it. Yeah. So it's, yeah, like, it's mean, not the, like something you can just have... going on at the moment. Like, yeah. And you can't... It's not like something... sides of the, the sea. Yeah. Mm. Or it's just, and it's not like something like you could just go, okay, I read this essay on self-compassion or, or I did a yoga class and I can talk about that. It's like we we are in it. And like you say, we are all vulnerable and we've all, we've kind of been there as well. And there's, you know, there is learning, but it's like, it's just a hard 
a hard place to be, I think. So I, I, I just sort of say, yeah, that, that self-compassion and compassion and reaching out and support is so vital. Yeah, I think that's the key for me. The key thing is like there's no shame, mm. like there's no shame and there'll mm. always be someone that will understand. And yeah, and to come full circle, like reach out and yeah. And to come full circle to what you said right at the beginning, I remember somebody on uh, Soberistas said to me uh, at that point where I came back onto Soberistas after the last time and it was really, 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 really awful and I got, yeah, and it was not, it was, there was some unkindness from those people that I talked about. And this woman mm. PM'd me and she was, I had lots of love, lots of sympathy, which I really, really appreciated. And I didn't know her very well. And she PM'd me and said, one day you're going to look back at this and you're going to be able to laugh about it. Okay. Mm. And I haven't quite, but it, she injected humour. She gave me a sense of perspective about it because you can feel yeah. like chicken licking. You can feel like, and I've said chicken licking to you before and you've gone, what the fuck is that? <laughs> the chicken licking when you that runs around and says the sky's falling in right so that catastrophization that like oh my god it's horrendous and my life's over sort of thing and to have someone mm. contain that for me and just go oh dude you know get a grip it's fine you t we'll talk tomorrow yeah. we'll talk tomorrow and you'll feel a bit better and we'll talk to the next day and you'll feel even better and then we'll talk mm. in a week and then you'll feel better and then you might actually be able to laugh about it and we're all just walking each other home you know that that feeling that was important yeah, for, yeah for sure I mean mm. for me I feel like this week like I'm you know so sensitive my skin feels raw but I know it won't last forever like and mm. I know I get better a bit better every day and mm. you know and I know that like a drink will never help like yeah. it won't so mm. anyway reason yeah. to love sober reasons to love sober the the reasons to love sober that the kind of the resilience work that I have been doing um, unbeknownst to me, which is <laughs> paying dividends now. Um, yeah, we're, would would be that really. Um, yeah, just anchor and rock again. And mm. And also, and the learning that's come from everyone I know in the community, because I just feel like we learn every day because someone will share something and it will trigger a thought and then it mm. or a book will be mentioned or I'll go and I'm just just learn all the time and they all it's all going in the toolkit. So the ever expanding, overflowing toolkit that, that seems to be needed <laughs> like all the time at the moment. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. Yeah, no, I was going to say... Um... Uh, our group so we do have a secret facebook group so if anyone's listening and would like to join um it's women's only but women's only women's only um but send kate or i a, a message but i just i love that group and i feel very um in awe of i love being in awe of other women and and you know that it's it's not well, I have a place to go and get some, you know, some oh, comfort. Yeah, and, for sure. And sort of people to, you know, and, and everyone is wise and everyone mm. has something to say. Um, and there's some very special kind of magic going on in there, which I, I really like. Mm. Um, and there, there's, you know, some people that are super, are really super kind of um, super happy, loving, sober. So that's great, you know, when you're feeling a bit... <laughs> 
I'm not like not loving sober, but I'm just like too tired to love much. (laughs) 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 Just really moody. So it's nice to see people like having a nice time. Yeah. Tip of the day. Tip of the day would be ODAT. Um, Yeah. Just that seems really loud. It's holler, hollering loud and clear to me at the moment. Um, yeah. And 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 what is like the shoulds? The shoulds can just fuck off because I'm dealing yeah. with a lot of what is at the moment, and that's the only way to deal. Sometimes, like I think sometimes you can have periods where you're like, well, I can. I'll talk about me. I'm a bit like I'm away with the fairies and gadding about and skipping around in my own nice little bubble, and then you have times when you're like, ah, okay, it's it's just what is. There's no, there isn't. There's no like fluff and feathers and glitter and candy floss on it. It's just the chopwood carry water deal with basics mm. and that's what I feel like I'm at at the moment so yeah mm. uh, Oda and then I'm gonna go looking for glitter actually yeah I don't think I should just be chopping wood and carrying water I think I might actually have to inject a bit of glitter onto that piece of shit yeah I, I need to uh, I need to and yeah you need to um well you don't need to do anything I a, a suggestion would be to do some um journaling and I've done that painting yeah I did a bit of journaling that was really good but what that does is make me cry so what I need to do is just have a little bit of glitter oh yeah but then you cover it all in glitter and make it all pretty you know you you do your journal page yeah and then you just like make it all pretty put pictures of flowers all over it so you're covering up all that negative all that Mm. hard stuff with With like prettiness all right I'll do that um tip of the day for me is hooded jumpers Mm. um i've realized that whenever i'm feeling down i have a tendency to wear a hooded jumper and it makes me feel better i think or scarves anything that protects the back of my neck Mm. um makes me feel instantaneously a bit better that's true that's probably some kind of oh no i was gonna say a chakra (laughs) Yeah, I know there's, there's the throat chakra, but there. it's like the scruff of the neck, isn't it? It's where um, a sh- uh, like lionesses pick up their cubs from the scruff of the neck. There's probably something yeah. very primal about that, isn't there? Yes. Yeah, but yeah, I, I just know it makes me feel <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, and well, right. if you're you know immediately concerned about your drinking. Um, alcohol concern or alcohol change now I think it's called um, have um, agencies of local support and just reach out you know if you need to go to see a doctor or the uh, ask the doctor service on soberistas um, it's confidential um, or just you know yeah send us a message uh, get in touch on Facebook or Instagram or just reach out to any of the communities because there's lots of support and you know, if you have had, if it's an, if it's a day one for you today, just you congratulations, know. <laughs> congratulations. Yeah, it's, it's so true, true, right? You know, the, yeah. those are the those are the ones that need to be celebrated the most. That's you know, so the day one, true. day two. That's so true. You and are you are awesome. Brilliant. You are awesome, yeah. and um, yeah, we heart you. 
big heart coming out yeah. here. <laughs> and um, yeah, stay safe, everyone. And uh, we'll see you next week for more chat. Bye.